Amazing finish in Phoenix. And could it be leading to the end of the Western Conference Finals already as the Suns take a 2-0 lead on the Clippers? Yeah, the Clippers have been there before, down 0-2, but they still don't have Kawhi Leonard. And the Suns might be getting Chris Paul back perhaps as soon as Game 3. Keyshawn J. Wills, who's been presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, J. Will. Live what up, A.H.? How you doing, brother? What's up, K? I'm good. I'm good. Every so- kiss begins with K. What up, Key? What's that? It's Key SBN. Is this my morning voice? Is that what you were well, referring you, to? Yeah, you, you've got that. You've got that smooth jazz, like that radio station. Kiss DJ after dark for smooth jazz right now. Are no, you good, man? You, if you'd have got up three <laughs> hey, hours crazy. early, you you know, three hours ago, your voice would you know, you'd be ready to rock and roll. You got to just like like <laughs> I don't want to say his name, but you know, the coach Coming that I'm next, talking about. Bring you you need to be able to. You need to be able to get your life right. The voice coach, get yeah. Your the voice voice coach, going. yeah. Get your voice right. You got you to gotta work on those chords. How does anybody have a voice, though, Jay, after that finish last night? I mean, the play – I said, does any coach that watched the execution of that out-of-bounds play, the pass from Jay Crowder, the screen set by Booker, the selflessness of every single player, like that is a coach's dream to see it executed to that perfection. Oh, I'm going to tell you something now. As a, as, a, as a hooper that watches a lot of plays, I was dying laughing last night. First off, the arena was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's a party out here. I mean, you got people drinking, people nonstop. I mean, everybody's standing all the time. People are just screaming. And, and Key, I heard you this morning. The stable center compared to the arena out here is drastically different, man. I mean, for Clipper games. Uh, Absolutely. Live Laker games are different, but it's different out here. People got flashed last night. I'm like, what is what? going on? People did what, what is happening People out here? People are getting this is what? wild. Oh, yes. they, they went girls going wild on you. Yes. Wow. It, yeah, the old 2001 videos, MTV videos. You know what I mean, Key? I don't yeah, know anything no, but about that's, those. I mean, that's it, it's, it's like a college. I mean, it's a college town, basically. Even though Phoenix is a big city. It's a college town because of ASU and just the whole. They love that team. That's the no, Suns have always it's like, been it's like well, a, well supported. It's just that college town atmosphere feel mm-hmm. to it yes. that's going to support their pro sports as well as their college sports. Yeah, this, where yeah. in big cities, it's a million different things to do with huge cities like New York and LA, Chicago. You still get the support, but you know, like we say in LA, I could go skiing, swimming, I got options. golfing. Check out a movie, mm-hmm. go to a premiere, all, all in the same day. Mm-hmm. All in the same day. You can literally do and that. And you might have been able to do all those things while watching reviews, waiting for the reviews to, to be resolved. So, so <laughs> I see what you did. Alan Alan, I, I was, was going to tell you real quick before yeah. you go into the reviews. Yeah. I was laughing at the play last night because when it happened and they, DeAndre Ayton got the dunk, everybody on the Clippers team – pointed towards the ref and started spinning their index finger in the air, right? Like, oh, that's a review, that's a review, that's a review. Like, that's goaltending, that's goaltending. And Devin Booker was like, nah. He started, like, giving his hand underneath his chin, like, nah, that ain't no review. And it, because Devin Booker has been here in 2017. They ran a play very similar for Tyson Chandler, where they threw it at the yes. rim and he banged it, and they knew it was a live ball. So Devin Booker and everybody already knew that game was over, right? Game was done. And I give him so much credit because he set – I don't know if you saw the review. He set a hard screen, man. Yep. And, like, when your player has a busted-up face that got stitches but comes back in the game and answers clutch moments. I mean, the play before, they literally hit a clutch shot. Um, 
I, I, I give Phoenix Suns and Monty Williams all the credit in the world. And Lord Cameron Payne, yes. bring the pain. You miss CP3. This dude has 29 points um, and, you know, seven or eight assists. Just the way he played and orchestrated the game uh, was a was a huge volume statement for a team that has lost their El Capitan. Yes, and they could be getting him back. And I love, again, so next man up mentality, the way they've been, that that execution of that play and the way Payne has played without CP just kind of shows you what Monty Williams got going there with that team. is very special, no doubt about it. But, Jay, I want to get your take on what we were talking about. Key and I talked about this earlier uh, in the show, and it's about the reviews. And Alan Yates was telling us that he saw some uh, a stat where it was it took a half hour to play the last 90 seconds of that basketball game because of the reviews that it delayed so much. We both agree, let's get it right. Like, it's too important to not get it right. But I want you to listen to your colleague, Jeff Van Gundy, who was on with Scott Van Pelt last night, and he saw it a different way. Take a listen. That never would have been able to happen without that, um, like you guys want to say, such a great review. I'm not saying it's a great review. I thought it was appropriate. No, no, I felt- no, no. You guys, like, let's just stay here till midnight and, like, review every play. Why is where it you got the to last go, two man. minutes we want where, to get him? Where, you, where, you want to go over and get it to, to, what is it, talking stick? They don't even have credit there. You can't get a marker <laughs> to play cards in that place, man. Like, get it right. It's too important not to get it right. Do you agree, even though there were a lot of stoppages and it did allow some of the coaches to get a free timeout, especially Monty did on that last play, do you agree, though, get it right, or do you feel like that was way too much? Get it right, but we're missing the mark here, boys. Here's my problem, and the Phoenix Suns won this game fair and square. I get it. What a great play. But what I hate and a rule that we need to find a way to change is if there is a review and you have no timeouts left, yo, your team can't huddle. Uh, you know, Jay, you, your you team said can't that huddle, as you as – you, you, when you said that, in you just said that, but Allen said that it basically allowed Monte Williams to do whatever he needed to do. Yes. And I said to myself, sitting here, I swear to you right now, I said the first thing they need to do, and you said if you don't have any timeouts, but the first thing they need to do is tell the coaches and the players, you can't go over there. You got to stay on the court. You got to stay, stay on the court. Like, One million percent, Key. Because like, we're at the game. And I see the shot go up from the side, and I see them, everybody put it. It's like every damn possession, everybody's putting their index finger in the air. Say, yeah, swing, swing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. Go review. And then I'm watching Monty Williams and his staff sit up there and draw up uh, an incredible play. And I'm like, hold on a second. They have no timeouts left. Why are they allowed an opportunity to draw up a brilliant out-of-bounds play that if they never had that moment to converge as a team, they never draw up that play. Yeah, to know where they never have that play. Too, to know where the ball would be, all that kind of you stuff. Always eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Yeah, I right, hold up a card. You always get hold of those <laughs> yelling across big cards. But Lamont yeah. in Detroit has exactly the, had this point that we were just talking about. Go ahead, Lamont. Uh, hey, how you doing, fellas? Good. What's up? What's up? The point, like, like you guys were just saying, if they don't have a timeout, they should have to wait underneath their own basket and not huddle. Because it's unfair. Yeah, it's an advantage. And maybe that's what Jeff was referring to. I still say you want to get the play right. But how do you possibly, though, guys, how, like you both players at that level, you're going to tell me that you're just going to like stand away from your bench? No, 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 no. If, no. If, if they say we no. can't go over there, then we don't go over there. Right, right. That's the point. You can't go over there. 
But you, so there's gonna be zero communication. Nobody's gonna say I'm not saying from a distance. Yeah, Alan, you know what we're talking about here, Alan. Like when you come over to a timeout, I'm able to say, "Hey, Key, you take the ball yes, out. Hey, exactly. Alan, you're the screener. Rem- you're over here." Reminders. Just it's different than just what, calling the play. Here's what I would say. Here, here this is a true story. And I hate to always have to go to Parcells for stuff, but he was such a great coach and knew what the hell he was doing. When a guy got injured on the field. He would get so peed off because he, he – I remember this like this was yesterday. He would not let the trainers go out there and get that dude off the field unless that dude couldn't – like he was dead. That was the only way. We played in one game, Jay. He grabbed John them and pushed them back and said make him crawl off the field because all he's wow. doing is giving it a damn timeout for the mm-hmm. other team to regroup and stop our momentum. Nothing's wrong with him. He just wants the TV cameras to pan in on him. I'm not telling a lie. It's so, it's so, wait, hold on one second. So then, guess what? About three damn plays later, the dude was back in the game. And he was right. Wasn't really anything wrong with him. But Strategy. it gave the Jacksonville Jaguars an opportunity to regroup. Right. And an extra timeout, essentially. Yeah, that, and that's. But I mean, a player's going to need. I, I need some water. I go over to the sideline and get. Well, there's always going to be something. I don't know how you enforce you this. The, you bring the guy to give him the Yo, water. Y'all allowed to meet on the court, but you're yes. not allowed to come over and huddle like yes. it's a timeout. That's easy. Hold come up on. the big sign. They have to change that. Some Hold form up the big fashion. sign, man. And and I gotta tell you all this. Mm-hmm. Pandemic P was trending again last night. Oh, Lord. He never misses it, two at the line. Like, 80, only one time this season has he done that. 85% career free throw shooter. Yeah. 80, 87% this year. He makes two, the game's over. Right? The game's, game's over. closed, done. He even makes one, at least you go into overtime. Fair. So what happened then, Jay? I, I, I don't know, man. You know, he didn't have a great shooting performance. I get it. He, I mean, he only made five free throws last night. I mean, yeah. I think it was five or ten. Like, it wasn't – it was like you were watching a different dude. And I know that mm. he felt it at the free throw line because you saw him look up at the at the scoreboard and be like, damn. But yeah. for that to work out that way and for a guy that literally just came off a series where he had – you felt like he had exercised the demon's key. You thought he did. What, what did – Jay, what does it feel like, though, in that situation – and you at the free throw line, right? And you you don't miss at all, really. And you're at the free throw line. Like what? Because I've never been at the free throw line, obviously, in big college or big time NBA basketball. What does it feel like? Do you feel spook or are you relaxed? Like what does it feel like? Well, if you're there, I mean, I, you're relaxed. It just, I don't know, man. It just looked like he was. He seemed relaxed, but he was also tight. That second Especially one. Especially after he missed the first one. Yeah, that first one, right, that first one rimmed out. Second one was like That's back rim. That's off the back rim. No went purpose. Long. Yeah, he's definitely feeling that. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. So, as we know with the NBA playoffs, they added a play-in tournament this year, expand a little bit, get more teams involved. They're not the only ones looking at playoff expansion. We'll discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and on Sirius XM, Channel 80. No matter what type of season you had, it was very slim that you ever had an opportunity. Slim and none, and slim usually left the building. For now, you can see a pathway. They expand. Hey, good. We just have to adapt. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The College Football Playoff Management Committee will consider a proposal next week for a 12-team tournament. Next Thursday and Friday at those meetings in Chicago where the 10 FBS commissioners will meet in person for the first time. More expansion and why not? More money, more games, more excitement, more everything. And that's what college football is now discussing. In fact... The CFP's Board of Managers, they have the ultimate authority over the playoff. They authorized 10 FBS commissioners to begin a summer review phase to determine the feasibility of expanded CFP field and work on details and of how and when, most importantly, of course, the proposed 12-team format, format might be implemented. So the presidents and chancellors aren't expected to meet again until September 28th, but they did meet this week. And joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, Heather Dinich, who covers college football for us heather what is your biggest takeaway from this because it does sound like there's a lot of momentum towards a 12-game format it does and my takeaway is twofold the the first was that the university presidents like this which is really important because this was a second hurdle in essence that they had to clear two big meetings in two weeks and you know we've talked so long about concerns of the university presidents players playing one to two more games how does it um how does it match in with the academic calendar they're talking about a really busy time when there are exams those are university president and concerns and Mississippi State President Mark Keenum said yesterday nobody had any serious concerns with the 12-team format. So that was an important part of all of this entire process if it's going to move forward. And I think the second takeaway is everybody just hold on a minute because this is going to take a long time. I think there's a growing sense in that room that this might not happen before the end of the current 12-year contract. We're going into the eighth year. It runs through the 2025 season. And the message is just, 
We've got a lot of work to do if this is going to happen. What are the biggest hurdles uh, that the college football playoff committee is facing with this expansion? Well, I think the two main questions besides the timing are how do the bowls work in? And when I talk about the bowls, I'm talking about the big ones, the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl. That's at the crux of this conversation because they have contracts, not just with ESPN, but also with the individual conferences. Remember, the Orange Bowl has ties to the ACC, Sugar, SEC, Big 12, Rose, Pac-12, Big 10, right? So there are those contracts and a contract with the CFP and they rotate as semifinals every three years. So if you stop short, what happens? Somebody's getting the short end of the stick, right? So not only is the bowl contracts a big issue, but also the television contract. They haven't even talked to ESPN TV executives yet. This is the time for them to start doing that this summer to really gain feedback from the bowl partners, the TV executives, and also the people in their conference, they want to hear from the student athletes. Hey, what do you guys think about this? Is, is this good and can you handle it? Heather, what were school presidents of Power Five schools saying about this and, and how would this help the group of five schools? The Power Five presidents I spoke to yesterday liked it. I talked to Eric Barron at Penn State, and he came out of the meeting, and he said, personally, I think this is great. It's more access. Um, Gordon Gee at West Virginia, he said, if we can make it happen, let's do it. He thought it was a great idea as well. Um, the, the group of five, I haven't heard one complaint. And Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson was one of the people, one of the four people on the working group. So he's fully supportive of it, obviously. And I think what they're looking looking at is this system doesn't differentiate between power five and group of five. You're talking about the six best conference champions, period. If that's two group of five champions, so be it. And if you look at the way last year shook out and Oregon, the Pac-12 champ is number 25, they're out of luck. So I think that that's a, a big bonus. Now the next question is, how much money does everybody get for it? They're not that. They're not there yet. <laughs> Heather, you don't think that's going to strike a nerve with some Power Five coaches, though? If it's two group of five schools, like so be it. You don't think that's going to drive some Power Five schools crazy? Well, I think the reality of it, guys, is we're still going to be talking about Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, right? Um, and last year was an anomaly. And I do not think that the Pac-12 champion is going to be finishing 25th. I think more often than not, you're going to have the five Power Five champs in because this allows for more wiggle room. You don't have to, in this system, go undefeated or have one loss. And I was talking to SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey about this yesterday because I was asking him, what's this going to do to scheduling? And he thinks they're still going to be beefed up because there is a little bit more wiggle room. So I think even the losers of some of these championship games in the Power Five could have a shot, for sure. Heather, while we have you, and we were talking about money, of course, uh, why don't we – I want to ask you about while you were in Dallas, while, while they were in Dallas having this meeting, was there any reaction there among all those powerful people in college sports about the uh, Supreme Court decision on Monday and, and if there's any impact uh, for them or any anticipation for them on what comes next? 
Yes, it was really an amazing place to be with university presidents at the time. Gordon Gee said it's like getting a thousand-piece puzzle put on your doorstep every morning, and then ne- waking up again and having another thousand-piece puzzle that looks different. And the Supreme Court ruling is just—it's a lot for everyone to get their hands around. I mean, immediately it means that schools can compensate their players for educational-related expenses, but. Justice Brett Kavanaugh's concurring opinion is the one that has everybody's attention because he really brought the hammer down on the NCAA, and that I think strengthens future lawsuits against the NCAA in terms of amateurism. And with name, image, and likeness coming up, it's all tied together. Even though that wasn't directly what it was about yesterday. Yeah, another story certainly to follow. Heather, great job as always. Thanks so much for the insight. Thank you. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, guys. All right, Heather Dinich on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Something she said, guys, that uh, about how this isn't something that feels like it's going to be imminent. I mean, you're in the eighth year of a 12-year deal, and from what she was just telling us, it doesn't sound like this is something, the, the expansion to 12 teams might not happen in this current deal that they have. So that's another four years we'd be waiting. It takes it, a little bit it, of the yeah, anticipation it, away, doesn't well, it? Well, until they start talking about money. Exactly. Well, isn't that why it probably takes a while? No, no. Once they start talking about this is what we could do in these next couple years versus the next six years, and they start crunching the numbers and putting it all together, and they start looking at what they're missing out on, once they realize that they're missing out on so much money and revenue. And the networks say, yeah, we want that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They just got to clear. It's a lot going. They got to clear the deck on some stuff. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to figure out, including the schedule. I mean, Key, you know, again, from your experience playing college football, I mean, can you, can you, can you do both? Can you have that full schedule like she said they plan on doing, plus add? It's a lot of games, though. Isn't it? Right? That's 12 games in college plus, what, another three, four? If you advance, it would be three, four? Four, four yeah. games, right? That's 16 games. Man, that's like an NFL schedule. It's a lot Key, of football. It's crazy. It's crazy. And you but ain't giving me no money. how much revenue no. was lost this well, year due to the pandemic. Mm. It's not that crazy. Well, it's full stadiums. That's it's certainly about, something it's you like. The, it's the networks. It's something. It's all by all the about way, the you money, look at man. Me, by the time they do this, name, image, likeness, and some other things. Hey, you'll get a laptop, key. What makes <laughs> oh. you think I didn't get a laptop before? Laptops were now around. you can get one legally. What makes yeah, you think exactly. I didn't get it? <laughs> what what makes you think I didn't get one legally? <laughs> I told you, Duke had tutors, right? Uh, there, there's, there's no need to bring Duke into this case. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. We all know that y'all are under investigation hey, hey, right hey, now. I'm hey, not hey, saying hey, that. No, all no. I'm saying no, no, not Duke. is you guys had tutors, though, right? I'm yeah. So, yeah, we had tutors. We, yeah, that's – well, again, we'll have team to tutors. dive deeper into that. Yeah, I didn't understand the was, tutor part of things. Yeah, me, but that's why I was like, wait a minute. Academic benefits, tutors. you should always have had that anyway. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Help, <laughs> cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. So the Bucks, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals for the second time in three years. Is this season a success? Should they already run it back? We'll discuss that after SportsCenter. Looking, looking, lobs it up top. It goes in. Does it count? Aiden, miraculously. It, it hasn't been put on the board yet. It hasn't been put on the board. Phoenix, though, will get the win. Mark Jones with the call ESPN Radio. Even he didn't believe it as DeAndre Ayton with the game-winning dunk off an inbound pass from Jay Crowder with nine-tenths of a second left. And the Suns. 
take a 2-0 lead in their Western Conference final matchup with the Clippers. Aiden at 24 points, 14 rebounds. How about the Suns? They've won nine straight playoff games. It's the longest streak in team playoff history. Meanwhile, the Eastern Conference Finals begins tonight. Game one between the Hawks and the Bucks. 8.30 Eastern is the tip-off. Fifth time these teams have met in the NBA playoffs. They've each won two series. Wanda Franco collected a double and home run in a very highly anticipated base Major League Baseball debut with the Rays. Fifth youngest player, by the way, to homer in his Major League debut since 2000. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's Ultimate Unlimited Plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month. All in America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. I thought this was the best version of the Bucks that Giannis Antetokounmpo has been on. Oh, and a lob off the baseline entry pass. Holiday sees a Tetacumbo crush a right-hand dunk. Hey. Hey. Oh, what? Hey. I, you know, I requested that, Jay. That's they've a been, good they've been looking for it for an hour and a half, though. <laughs> Pat didn't know nothing about that total 112, man. Oh, come on, Pat. Defend yourself, Costello. Uh, they don't play this at Fordham. Oh, yeah, they don't play this at Fordham. <laughs> Fordham's in the Bronx, but not that Bronx. <laughs> not that Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Here am I talking about Long Island University. <laughs> what do I have to say about it? Is that what it's called now? Yeah. LIU? It's no longer, no it's longer not CW, CW Post. Post no, it's just oh. LIU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so all it's one what? now. Okay. One family. One LIU. <laughs> where you could. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. That's how it felt. But hey, we have hockey. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Eastern Conference I'm not Finals. Moving on. Hockey again. I on got ESPN people, Radio, yeah. You people <laughs> went after me for mentioning hockey yesterday. Although well, you're although, an expert on hockey, Key. Yeah, I will say, though, my son Zach loves when you talk hockey. Yeah. He's very excited. He's like, Key talked hockey today? Yeah. <laughs> Tune in tonight, game one, as the Bucks host the Hawks. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. So, Jay, do we really believe that the Bucks have already achieved. A, a point where now they could say, okay, we can run it back with this group again next year. This has been a success. What do you mean? Just getting to the Eastern Conference Yeah, finals? just getting past the Nets, getting to the finals. No. No? No. You put, look, I have a lot of respect for Atlanta. A lot of respect for Atlanta. Ice Trey is a different kind of dude. But if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, they are by far the favorite. If there's a year to close the deal, it is this year. You win the whole damn thing. We actually had a conversation yesterday where people were still saying, well, who's the best player left in, out of all the four teams? And I'm like, is that, is that a question? I mean, Devin Booker's nice. Ice Trey is nice. I, 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 Paul George is nice. But I mean, we got a two-time regular season MVP mm-hmm. in and, and Giannis. Right. Like, we have Chris Middleton, who is Mr. Clutch. And if you've gotten through the Miami Heat, if you've gotten through the Brooklyn, you better win the championship. You better win a world championship All right, so what if this they don't? year. So, what, if, what if they so, don't? So you're saying that Giannis is the best player left in the playoffs? I mean, he's a two-time reigning MVP. Yates? Yates, He's the so most you dominant there? player left. He's the most dominant player left, him and Devin Booker, in the playoffs. See, I, I, I would argue with you. On a couple fronts, 
Sure. Meaning that both Devin Booker and CP3, because CP3 could do a whole lot more for his team than Giannis. So once he gets back, and you're covering the game clearly, so when is he coming back, Jay? So what are you hearing? They, they you said hearing? Thursday, potentially. Thursday, potentially. Game four. Game four. Oh, so now it's game four, potentially. And three is tomorrow? Well, no. Yeah, game three. Game three is tomorrow. It's, it's that uh, tomorrow's Thursday. So not till Sunday. So game four oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not until Saturday. I'm Saturday. sorry. I got my days all mixed up. I have okay. no idea which day it is. So you're not expecting him <laughs> back till Saturday, doing. potentially? Yes. Yeah, okay, okay so, so let's assume he's so back whenever. Time. I would count CP3 in that mix as the best player conversation left in the NBA. I think the better way to put it is who's the most impactful player on his well, team's different. success remaining. That's different, No, though. but it's, it's a better question to ask, don't you think? Because you could say that, okay, Giannis has the trophies on the, on the well, mantle. I don't care about all the that, MVP What does that matter? That right, what does that season, matter like, now? Because like you, you always don't want him me, having Jay, the ball in the last the two reg- minutes anyway. It's the regular season. Right. I mean, we are talking – the Phoenix Suns are up 2-0 against yeah. the Clippers without CP3, right? Right. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think – Yeah, I don't but, know but that's an even but, – but you covering this stuff, Jaden, you tell me. Without CP – without Kawhi Leonard in the lineup – Oh, it's a different game. That's a that's yep. a different Completely game, right? Completely different game. And oh, once yeah, CP3 come back, it's really going to be a different game for Phoenix in, in the Clippers. I just I, – you know, it's funny. All the talk out of the Brooklyn Nets-Milwaukee game was about how incredible KD was, about how KD gave it his all. And I'm on that. KD was special. He's gifted. But we're going to sit up here and act like Giannis didn't have 40, 13, and 5. 40-13-5 in a game seven. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, I, I just want to put some respect on his name and Chris Middleton's name. Now, Well, Middleton it, and, and Drew made all the plays down the stretch, not Giannis. Middleton well, and Drew made all the plays down the stretch. But, but, Jay, you and I both know that if KD's wearing the right sneakers, the ones that actually fit him, they're in the finals. They're in the conference finals. <laughs> He's he wearing a size too big, and it cost him. Oh, I, 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 I mean, look, is it the Milwaukee Bucks? I feel like the Milwaukee Bucks – one, I, I I don't like so, their coaching. To be so if they don't if they yeah, don't finish fair. the that's deal, Jay, if they don't finish the deal for whatever weird reason, what happens next season? What where are we at? Is it a new coach? Is it are they are moving yeah. pieces? What are they doing? It, it, it's a new coach. It's one thousand percent a new coach. Mm. And we're some people are having conversation. Now, I'm not saying this is within the Milwaukee Bucks organization, but some people are having conversations about even if they if they do get there, did they get there despite Coach Bud, I mean, some of the strategies that you saw, and yes. we're, we're get a chance to see it tonight. Yeah, if you're going to play drop coverage against Kevin Durant, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I mean, you're going to play Brook Lopez back at the free throw line, and every time KD comes off that screen key, he's allowed to have wide open shots. Well, what do you think? Ice KD Trey at is home, do? though. If you do, yeah. Well, if, if you do that to Trey Young, he's going to get forty on just lob on on floaters, just floater after floater. But but just because you don't agree with his philosophy and his style and how he's coaching the team, Keyshawn. and if they win in, what's the complaint? Okay, here. So let, let's talk about this. You know, athletes. Could James Harden move at all? Zero. Zero percent. Kyrie I wasn't cover on the him. floor. Kyrie wasn't on the floor. Right. So th- this, I just want to put it into perspective. But my question it, to you though is: on, Keith, let me finish my Okay, second. go ahead. It go. It went to Game Seven. In overtime, where Kevin Durant had a shot to win it, with James Harden barely being able to move mm-hmm. and Kyrie not being on the floor, and Joe Harris 
not being able to hit the side of a barn. And they were a toenail from being but, eliminated. But do you think different if they're if they, if do you think do you think different as a coach if one of those guys is healthy and on the floor? Do you think different? Do you approach it differently if you coach Bud? Do you your philosophy changes? What do you, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm confused. Like if if, uh, if James Harden is healthy or Kyrie is healthy, along with KD, do you change your scheme in the philosophy and style in which you're coaching based on the health of the Brooklyn Nets? They didn't. Well, they <laughs> if didn't. they That's are, the, though. Yeah, no, but they, but no, no, he, they had them healthy, right? He had them healthy. They played them the same exact way. Then each one, like Harden returned, Kyrie got hurt. They didn't really change anything. They they kept doing the same things they were doing. Okay. PJ, a little bit of Drew Holiday. They were they were mainly focusing on. So you're saying they Kevin never Durant. changed. They just stayed the same the whole entire yeah, no, I, series. I, I think the better question is if Coach Bud is the guy that would go if they don't win a championship. Now is a championship or bust or NBA Finals or bust? Are you saying for Coach Bud? Oh, I say it's championship or bust. All right, so if championship. Year, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, it, it, it's this year. So you know there's a lot of openings right now, right? There's a lot yes. of jobs that are open right now. If you're one of these coaches like a Rick Carlisle, some of these guys that are available. Do you wait and see what happens with them first? Is that the mo- Would that be the most attractive job out of all of the openings we have, including the Boston Celtics? Yeah, well, it depends on what you find attractive, though, Alan. The well, ability to win a championship sooner rather than later would be attractive yes. to me. Yeah, I mean, that's a turnkey operation, but that comes with a lot of pressure, though, because a lot of people are going to ask you, you know, how do you continue to unlock I'm in my last Giannis- stop anyway. I want that pressure. Right? I'm a, if I'm Rick Carlisle, I'm a, my last stop anyway. He's got one ring, get one more. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. that pressure – to go to Milwaukee, I'm on my last stop. I'm not going to coach forever. Yeah, like why would you go to – like, again, that's when you're comparing it to Portland. You know, well, it's a no-brainer. Right? If it's Now, but Boston, to, however, with a younger Milwaukee, group. I'm taking Milwaukee. If it's Boston, though, are you going Boston because it's a, it's a younger group? Not all about how much they might already see, have I mean, you, guy. you guys only look at it like, oh, I want to win right now. I know some coaches are like, how, how much runway can I get out Sustained, of Sustained, yeah. How much yeah, runway? But if, I'm, but if I'm up in age – Right, Jay, you got to take what what you don't want to work so hard, basically. So you want to take what's sustainable right now, what's good for you right now, opposed to if I'm young and I get another opportunity. If I fail at a job, I can get another opportunity. Somebody like Rick Carlisle, you walk into something that's already kind of there. All you got to do is put it in the oven and watch it. And you're watching. I'd be watching them right now thinking, what would I do differently? Well, their coaches are already you doing know that. that's happening, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man, what would I do differently? Know that's man, happening. they sit there looking at the salary caps. They looking at all that. They're like, well, if I add this dude over here and we can move him, eh, maybe not. I mean, uh-huh. they're doing that. They I'm do t- that all day. That's what makes this, this finals. Like, the Hawks have – I mean, I feel like, right, are they – is it house money for the Hawks and Nate McMillan? It's like, like you're not supposed bad. to even be I, here. No pressure on I you. I just feel bad for the for like a coach team. like Bud who who gets a lot of criticism, but they winning, and he still gets the criticism. If he wasn't winning, good point. Then I'd be like, get him out of there. But you winning. I think well, it's I'm how not saying get him out of there. I'm saying this is an opportunity for you to complete the deal. And I, I, I know you're, you're saying, saying this is their best opportunity. opportunity. Work out for them better because but of if all the injuries work out. and the teams that have been knocked out. Who's left? And you're saying. Like, this is the window right now. If you're going to get it, get it now. I'll tell you right this, though, Alan. Phoenix ain't nothing to play around with when no, CP3 no, no, come no. back. Yeah, I'm telling you. That, that team and, and what they've got. Very special thing going on right now with Monty Williams yeah, and that group. Yeah, I'm rooting group. for the Suns, believe it or All not. All right, so we saw a little PG-13 last night in the NBA free throw line. That was rated R. But in the MLB, might have had some brief nudity. 
We'll rate that after Key has this from Indeed. The good news is your business double to even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of the typical recruiting process. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video. Man, we've come a long ways. Right from your easy-to-use employer dashboard is just another reason Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talonist. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. Hey, it's Greeny, and the Phoenix Suns have taken a commanding 2-0 lead over the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Are they on their way to the NBA Finals? We'll talk about that and more. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Brought to you by Skechers. Skechers. Comfort included. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's do a little A to Z. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. August, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Key, how about this? You know about this uh, TEU tight end, little tight end U? Yeah, tied in you. Yeah. Kittle and uh, Kelsey. Kelsey Olsen, right. I think. Olsen. Greg Olsen. Mm-hmm. Right. They put yeah, together. Yeah, train a few guys. Right. Work well, out with them in the offseason. So at they, their invite, position. they invite all the like, top, a lot of tight ends. Top in the league, tight ends. Right? And all college get kids, I think, too, maybe. Some guys, yeah. Maybe and like some, some high school And also kids some and backup tight ends. It's not yeah. only the stars. You know, yeah. you get some other guys there. You know who didn't get an invitation? You really want me to guess? Yeah, I do. <laughs> It's an easy guess, man. Tim Tebow. Yeah, he didn't. He is a tight end, technically. George Kittle was on first take. He explained why no Tebow at TEU. How do I not invite, like, if I can't invite every tight end, how do I not invite, like, a second or third string guy in a team that's been playing tight end since he was 18 years old in high school? And, like, nothing against Tim Tebow. I hope that he has incredible success this year. I hope he has 10 touchdowns. I hope he has a great year. But it's hard for me to invite someone to this that just started playing the position when I can't invite a guy that's been playing it for eight to ten years. That's just hard for me. And, uh, you know, like I said, hopefully I can make Good it point. open to every single every single player. So it's it's not a celebrity contest. It's about tight ends. So he's basically saying, like, how am I bringing in his dude? He's not even, like, they never played before. And, I'm you know, I'm letting guys who, who are actually been playing the league as backups and maybe even third strings, and I don't let them here. Yeah. it's Reasonable, it's, right? Yeah, it's, it's a waste. It, it would be wasted reps. If he was there, he would be taking reps away from guys, meaningful reps. Nobody want to deal with that. They're not in that position in their careers where they're trying to teach guys that don't have a chance at the position. <laughs> Is it disrespectful at all, even a little bit? No. No. 
No. Tebow fans and people, no. They can get mad at those guys all they want. Them dudes played the position, and yeah. it's hard work. You know, you, you man, it's disrespectful, to be honest with you, to the position. It's disrespectful. If you think that you could just take off 10 years and roll out of bed and decide, oh, I'm just going to play tight end. It's disrespectful. But Tim Tebow didn't say that he thought that was supposed to happen, right? I just, I just want in his defense before we that's, – that's No, no, Tim I don't, think, I don't okay. think Tebow was jockeying for it. I yes. think what happened was a lot of guys get invited. Mm-hmm. And because Tim Tebow is Tim Tebow and people, I guess, like him or whatever the case is, you would naturally think – people would naturally think that, hey – he wants to learn how to play the position. Here are three of the all-time great at the tight ends in their generation that they would invite a guy to help him along. <laughs> it killed him like, well, no. You just couldn't take everybody, and they had a lot of a, a huge like, response. No. A lot of guys wanted to go, and Tebow was one of those guys that was denied. And so we move on from that. So as we know, on the baseball side of things, we continue with A to Z on KJZ. So now all pitchers are being checked for sticky substances. Foreign substances is another way that people put it. It should not be on your person when you're pitching. Max Scherzer, the latest star pitcher, not checked once but twice as uh, the Nationals played the Phillies. So, oh, I'm sorry, a third time he was checked in the fourth inning. So he's checked in the first inning, which is typical, third inning, and then the fourth inning, as they approached him, Scherzer threw his glove and hat to the grass unbuckled his belt almost looked like he was going to get undressed right there on the field because the umpires came up to the check again but this time he was checked it was because Joe Girardi the manager of the Phillies requested this and and that's now something that's become a controversy Girardi after the game explained why he requested that Scherzer get checked a third time I've seen Max a long time since 2010 um Obviously, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, but I've never seen him wipe his head like he was doing tonight, ever. Um, going like this, right? So it was suspicious for me. He did it about four or five times. Um, it was suspicious. I didn't mean to offend anyone. I just got to do what's right for our club. And then Max Scherzer explains why Max missed <laughs> he needed hair to go anyway. to, the, to his head. Which he, as Girardi said, doesn't do often. The only part that was really sweaty enough on me to be able to grab any type of moisture was on my hair. Um, it wasn't a warm night tonight, so the back of my neck really wasn't that sweaty uh, when I tried to get there. Um, and so for me, the only part, the only body part that actually had enough sweat on it was my hair. So, um, you know, that's fortunate tonight. But, I mean, th- this is going to be dangerous when, you know, you're in a cold game and you have no sweat. Uh, what will we do then? So, <laughs> it gets better. So in the fifth inning, Scherzer goes out there and sends the Phillies down in order, sends them off, right? Mm-hmm. And as he walks off the mound, he stares down Girardi. Girardi gets out of the, the dugout and starts yelling back, and, and he gets ejected. So he gets thrown out of the game, and it just got real emotional. Now, let's go through a couple of things here. A manager being allowed to call for the pitcher getting checked feels like gamesmanship. Mm-hmm. So uh, a memo circulated through how many, Major how many League time, Baseball. How many times are you allowed to do that as a manager? Once, twice, three times, or any time you feel it? All right, so, so baseball sent out a memo saying that an opposing manager may request that the umpire inspect the pitcher or a position player only if the manager observes behavior on the field consistent 
with the use of a foreign substance. If a field manager asks umpires to check the opposing pitcher for foreign substances, the umpires will ask the requester what is prompting the check. All right, oh. So all checks that are prompted by request from field manager will take place between at-bats. If a request is made during an at-bat, umpires will wait until the current at-bat is ended to perform the check. Note that a manager will be subject to discipline if he makes a request in bad faith. Uh, meanwhile, it's, so you know, if it's intended to Alan. disrupt the pitcher. You're absolutely right. So that's basically it. Bad rule. Horrible rule. They need to rewrite that thing. Well, they got to figure something out. Now, Clayton oh, Kershaw saw, sounded off on this. I saw this. Key scratch his booty. Uh, something's going on. Something's <laughs> <Saw Key. laughs> going on. Key scratch He's got some sticky booty, stuff man. there. Oh, God, you guys are gross. Hey, phrasing. <laughs> so Clayton Kershaw uh, had a, a thoughts on this. And he said, you better find something if you're going to call him out like that. He said, maybe there should be a punishment if a manager checks the guy and there's something. But other than that, it is what it is. He said, whatever. It's a good technique. You get, into, you get going in rhythm or something. Maybe you have a guy on base. You have him check you. It throws you off. It's something you're not used to. So he thinks maybe they have to lose a challenge. Maybe if they have a challenge, they can't do it. You know, like, like he's thinking that if you're going to, if the manager's going to ask to have a pitcher check, they should throw that in a challenge. Then you're, yeah, then your challenge now, you've lose your challenge for the rest of the game is the manager's challenge on any other play. Yeah. There should be some type of, throw of that penalty in cha- for throw, it. Throw that in a challenge Because pool. it does feel like there'll be some gamesmanship here. And Girardi kind of, even though he said, oh, he's going to, you know, I've been watching him since 2010. He never goes to his hair. That was you some gamesmanship any, there. You, you lost 3 2. not that much. You ain't watching him that much to, to know whether or not he's going to his head. All you got to do is be smart but, I mean, it and just, just, it just gets, the argument. It just gets – But they should, they should throw that in the challenge pool. And what do they have? How many challenges right now? Three? They, you get a, no, you get one, right? I don't know. One? I'm, yeah. Okay, so, okay, yeah, no, you so, so you give them two. Yeah. And if they decide to use one on that, then great. It's still funny. The pitchers, you could tell already, they've already had We're it. We're only two nights into this, and the yeah. pitchers are already, like, I don't know if you guys saw in the late game, Sergio Romo of the A's legitimately pulled down his pants. Oh, here we're showing on ESPN News. He comes over to the umpire, throws everything down, and pulls his pants down like, what are we going to get tonight, night three? We've already gotten, he got pulled his pants down. Jay, Jay got, fla- what, Jay got I, flashed but, in Phoenix, and an umpire got flashed in the baseball I don't game. understand. Two different types of flashes now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand. Uh, but, but. I don't understand. Turn your head and cough, sir. I mean, that's really what that looked like. What are they hiding in their pants? Um, like, I well, can clearly see. Now we're see going to a completely place you. that I don't want. 